You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. Check in with Todd Nettleton of Voice of the Martyrs. As I said, New Year, same old story about persecution of Christians across the globe. But uh, good morning to you, Todd. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Good morning. Really, um, you know, I, it, it's always awkward to say, so excited to talk to you. Um, <laughs> you know, personally, yes, excited to speak to you. I hope that you've had a really great start to the new year. I know for the ministry, um, I had just recently received uh, right at the start of the new year, I think it was about the third or the fourth of the year that my global prayer guide had showed up in my mailbox. And uh, unfortunately, I, I thought I threw it in my go bag this morning and I didn't bring it with me. But as I understand it, there's some new countries that have been added to the prayer guide because persecution's on the rise. Tell us a little bit about what's happening. Yeah, and you know, it'd be nice if we could say, yeah, we took out 10 countries this year because there's no more persecution there. Right. That, unfortunately, is not the case. The new Global Prayer Guide, which is available for free from the Voice of the Martyrs, if you want a copy, we will send it to you. Just come to persecution.com. Uh, but especially the, the new countries are all on the continent of Africa. There are four new countries all on the continent of Africa. And what this represents, and actually uh, our president, Cole Richards, writes about this in the magazine for... January is the rise of radical Islam across the continent of Africa. And literally, you can almost from year to year watch it march further and further south down the continent of Africa. And so this year we have Niger, we have Benin, we have the Democratic Republic of the Congo and Mozambique, all of them included in the Global Prayer Guide which they weren't a year ago because persecution in those countries is not just a one-off. It's not like something that almost never happens. It is now a regular part of following Christ in those countries. And so we want to include them in the prayer guide because we want people to be able to pray for our brothers and sisters that live in those countries. You know, uh, I think that there's this double-edged sword here, right? You said, you know, can't wait until one year we say, hey, we've removed these. Um, which would be a remarkable thing to see in this life. But then I think of what we're made for and God's redemptive plan and the bigger picture, and I say, because of persecution, word of the gospel spreads, and and that we would not have as far reach as we do if, if we'd not had persecution of the founders of the church, right, amongst the apostles. They spread out because of that, and persecution drives awareness of the Lord. And it's this kind of thing that we know this is part of God's plan, but yet it still breaks our heart to see those who are given in their life for the sake of the gospel in this way. It's just this it always is a struggle to um, to make sense of this whole topic. It's difficult. 
It is difficult, uh, but as you say, the reason there is more persecution in, in many of these countries is because there are more Christians. <laughs> there are more yes, people following yes. Jesus Christ. We see that especially, I mentioned Benin, one of the, the new countries that's in the Global Prayer Guide this year, particularly where we see persecution is in the northern part of the country. And in the case of Benin, it is most often not radical Islam. It's actually the tribal religion, the witch doctor. And when Christians come into a new community— it upsets the balance of, of the witch doctor. It upsets the spirits. And the people see that and they say, wait, you, you've got to leave. And, and so we have seen evangelists beaten. We have seen churches burned down. Actually, there's a great story that uh, they were holding a, a ceremony to worship the spirits. And they told the Christians, do not meet on this day because we are having our ceremony to worship the spirits. And they knew if there was Christian worship going on, it would upset the spirits. And the Christians said, well, you know, that's our day to worship. We're not going to stop because you say so. They gathered for worship, and it did result in persecution. But I thought it was so fascinating that even the enemies of the gospel, they understand the power of prayer. They understand the power of Christian worship. And they told the Christians, don't worship on this day because it's going to mess us up. Well, Todd, you know, when you think of uh, the different cultures and how those aspects of Christianity kind of upset them and, and it sort of – it really becomes a, a threat to them. Well, I think one of the places that um, we're seeing that very, very thing play out is over in Afghanistan, right? Yeah, Todd, it, it is – and we see the Taliban in Afghanistan. Uh, now they have told all the judges. And you remember, you know, a year and a half ago, the Taliban retook Afghanistan. There was a lot of talk of, you know, this is a, a kinder, gentler Taliban. This is Taliban 2.0. They're not going to kick all the girls out of school. Well, they have done that. They're not going to persecute religious minorities. Well, they have done that. Uh, they're, you know, this is this is the new guys. Well, they have now issued an order to all of the judges in Afghanistan uh, to enforce strict Sharia punishments. In other words, you should enforce the law according to the Quran exactly. Now, what does that mean? That means if a woman is caught in adultery, she should be stoned. If someone is caught stealing, they should have their hand cut off. And if someone is an apostate, if they have left Islam, they should be executed. They should be killed. Now, this is not just an order that the government has issued. They actually had a, a public execution uh, under this new principle, and one of the top Taliban officials attended in person to see this man executed. This was not a Christian. It was a man accused of murder. Uh, but they're not just saying this. They're actually showing up to, to show their support for this policy. The Taliban says there are zero Christians in Afghanistan. We know that is not true. There are Christians in every single province of the country. All of them would be considered apostates. All of them would face the death penalty under a strict Sharia law. Uh, and so that's what the Taliban is saying. And obviously, if you're an Afghan Christian, you look at this and say, wait a minute. Um, you know, what about me? What, what, is there room for me in this country? What should we be praying specifically for in this? Because we saw our government um, 
take point on this transition, and we've seen the sort of the the human crisis of those who were coming out of Afghanistan during this transition, and we've seen people that were unfortunately left behind. We've seen persecution brought against those who used to, uh, at one point, help the United States. Uh, they are very likely, you know, introduced to Christianity uh, in the course of those relationships. I know these things uh, actually is factual information from folks who are there, and they are being persecuted. How should we be praying, not only for those who are being persecuted over there, but also how does that connect to our relations uh, with with our country? Well, certainly we want to pray for our government authorities who are making decisions and having influence in that process. When we think of Afghan Christians, I think obviously we want to pray for God's protection. Lord, help them to know help them to have discernment about who to tell, who to talk to, what to say. One of the things about Afghanistan is it's a very communal culture. And so you know your neighbors, you know if they have company at their house, you know if they don't show up at the mosque on Friday for Friday prayers. And if that happens two or three weeks in a row, you probably are going to talk to them. Hey, we haven't seen you at the mosque. What's going on? Why aren't you there? That that conversation can be a bridge to share the gospel or it can be a bridge to be executed. Uh, you got to understand how sensitive, how careful our Christian brothers and sisters have to be when those questions are asked. And so pray for discernment, but also pray for boldness. The other thing I would encourage people is pray for the Taliban. Pray for the Taliban officials. We know there are Christians in every province of Afghanistan. Pray that they will encounter a Christian, that they will hear the gospel themselves, or perhaps supernaturally God will reach them through a dream or a vision or something like that. Pray for Taliban leaders and Taliban officials to meet Jesus Christ in a personal way. Well, Todd, one of the things we always look forward to every week is Voice of the Martyr Radio. Can you tell us what's coming up this week on that? I, you know, it's like your children. People ask you, what's your favorite child? And you can't say any of them. Uh, I feel that way about Voice of the Barter Radio episodes. What's your favorite episode? They're all my favorite episodes. But I really want to encourage people, listen in this weekend. We're going to have a conversation with Susanna Geske. Susanna's husband, Tilman, was killed in Turkey in 2007. He was one of three men who were killed in the offices of a Christian publishing house. Uh, I actually went to Turkey seven weeks after the murders. I met Susanna for the first time on that trip. We have a conversation this weekend on Voice of the Mars Radio, and we'll talk about that. Amazingly, she is still in Turkey 15 years later. She's actually applied for citizenship. She is trying to become a Turkish citizen so that they can't kick her out. <laughs> they, they can't make her leave. She wants to stay there, still in ministry, but she'll talk about the death of her husband. She'll talk about forgiving the killers, even publicly on national television, forgiving the killers. Uh, and it is a pretty powerful conversation. So I really want to encourage people, listen in this weekend right here on the radio. If you miss it, you can always find it on the podcast afterwards. But please listen to this conversation with Susanna Geske. Well, that's a very, very important conversation because that is the inspiration, and we see the what God has called some people to walk through. And when we really put our troubles into context, uh, you know, I, when I think of the stories that you have shared and situations and stories like this, those who have lost spouses that have been martyred around the world, 
um, and their families, the suffering that they go through, you know, that is so important for us to be in prayer for those families, that they share those stories. These things are testimonies to God's glory, and that is why we want to ensure that each one of you go to persecution.com. You can get the free magazine. I'd love for you to talk about this, Todd. Um, You can subscribe. It's free. All of these things come in the mail to you, but what comes in those stories? Well, the stories of our persecuted brothers and sisters help us to pray because the Bible tells us, you know, remember those in prison as if you were in prison with them. We want to pray for them as if we were in the cell with them. So we can do that when we know their names and their faces and the prisons that they're in, the places where they're suffering. But the stories also encourage us because they show even in a place like Afghanistan, where the government says there are zero Christians God is still at work. He is still on the move. The church is still there. People are still choosing to follow Christ. And so we are encouraged as we read these stories of our brothers and sisters. This is a part of the Voice of the Martyrs ministry to American Christians, to tell these stories, to encourage your faith, to challenge your faith. That's why we send out the magazine every month for free. That's why we'll send you a global prayer guide uh, just to build that fellowship within the body of Christ. Yeah. Oh, so, so important. I just want to encourage every single one of us listening right now to go to persecution.com, sign up, and subscribe. What other types of information do people find over there at persecution.com? Well, there are prayer requests. There are ways to sign up to get a prayer request in your email box every week, every Friday morning. We also, I'll give you a little preview. We are rebuilding our app, the the Pray Today app that is available for Android. It's available for Apple. Um, We are in the process, absolutely from the ground up, rebuilding that app. So that will come out hopefully in the next about six weeks. You'll be able to download that, but you can go ahead and download the original app, Pray Today, right now. It will give you a new prayer request every single day so that you can pray throughout all of 2023 for our persecuted family members around the world. All right. Well, Todd Nettleton of Voice of the Martyrs, thank you so much. I pray that you and all of the staff there have a very fruitful 2023 ahead of you. I know that it will be a busy year as you travel the globe, gather these stories, encourage those who are being uh, persecuted, but also as you bring back that message that um, they are praying for us. As we close out, would you just share about that very fact that they too are praying for us? Well, one of the great things is we're we're part of a family. We're part of a family together, and our family members who are undergoing persecution, they do pray for us as well. They pray for American Christians to stand strong in their faith, to be bold witnesses to the people around them. Uh, so we are connected with them through us praying for them, but they're praying for us as well. It's just a remarkable thing. I encourage each of you sign up to get that prayer email so that way you are reminded of those who are being persecuted and remember that they too are praying for us. Todd Nettleton, thank you very much for sharing. Um, it's the start of the new year. And like I say, um, new year, same old story, and I wish it were to change, but I know that uh, the Lord is sovereign. He has a plan, and we trust in him, but thank you for the work of all of you guys uh, there at 
um, Voice of the Martyrs and what you're doing. You're welcome. Thanks for having me every other Friday. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life.